tell you what, it is the Festival of Football. Ten days, there's only one game without it. It is going to be absolutely massive. Joined always by the duo for the Richmond Footy Club. They were titled Batman and Robin when they were playing. And I just must make mention to our brand new sponsor, gentlemen. Now, here we go. We've been crowing about a sponsor for a while, Brownie. Our first sponsor is Glens Mowing and Gardening, has been established for more than seven years. We are a friendly team of gardeners who operate out of the eastern suburbs, including the Yarra Valley, Casey and Maroondah regions. We specialise in garden maintenance, including mowing, pruning, weeding, gardening, planting, mulching and garden cleanups. Feel free to check out our Facebook page, Glens Mowing and Gardening, to get in touch. And those who mention this ad will receive 10% off. Oh, oh, there you go. Not a bad so, opener from you, Hum. Thank you for the, uh, the Glens Mowing. They... Normally the sponsors done at the, uh, the end of the show, but we'll, we'll give them a really? off the top. Yeah. That's oh, pretty well, good. Go. Our very first live radio. He's, he's going to Richo's house next week. It's a good well. time of year yeah. to get the gardener on board because all the leaves are starting to fall off. Oh, maybe. they are. It's autumn, Matt, isn't it? It is, mate. All so the leaves are brown. Glenn will be around this week. Glenn, oh, I'm looking forward well to Glenn. Done. Now, just before we get cracking into the show, I've just got a little uh, a little image. Now, last week, Richo, that you said that you weren't happy with. Well, um, they, they did something to my head. Well, we, we said this to the designers <laughs> to go and fix it. Just have a look at how they originally had fixed <laughs> <laughs> Give us a look. They've put some Botox you in You look like you've had plastic surgery. I'm pretty – I'm just about due for some plastic surgery. <laughs> God, I tell you what. No, then we, so we said no. The big man would not be happy better. with that. So, yeah, I think, we've, I think we've nailed you yeah. there. So I still look like a – You look like an a criminal. criminal, don't I? A little bit fat, but um, – Thanks thanks for the whoever did that. Yeah, we got it fixed in the end. But uh, big week of footy, Richo, the, the start of the game. Yes. What do you? Have you I know well, you've, you, you're you're outspoken on the this. Footy's not slow, isn't it? The footy's not great at the moment, and if you notice, a lot of teams, Brownie and Hum, are getting trapped in their back half. You're having teams. Yes. To, yep. They, the Crows couldn't get out against North. So, do you have um, a theory as to well, why? Well, I do. I okay. think. I think. Good. I think the six 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 is actually stuff things up. Oh. What, it's what, been well received so far. Well, what did coaches used to do when they couldn't get out of your back half? You'd drop a plus one back there. If it goes in quickly, you could get a bit of overlap out, couldn't you? Because yep. you always had one extra number there. You could get some overlap. At least you could get the ball out of your back 50. Yep. The ball's going in there at the moment. You've got no one sitting behind the ball. It's all one-on-one, -on -one, and then the numbers are squashing down in there. You've got no hope of getting out. Whereas back last year or the year before or the year before that, you had a plus one. If it went in quickly, at least you had a chance of some overlap and getting the footy out. So by bringing in this 666, I reckon they've made it worse. I reckon they've made congestion worse once you get trapped in your back half. You just can't get out because you can't get that run from behind the footy with a spare man. So this is another reason. Just mm. leave the bloody game alone. Mm. Seriously. The first well, kick out of the full back line goes to the pocket um, because the clubs are happy to give that. And then the next one down the line goes to a, a zone which is very hard to penetrate at the moment. So if you notice games, and particularly the Collingwood uh, Bulldogs game, yeah. the game between Adelaide North went around the edges. Yeah. So everything's yeah. being played within but, 10 or 15 metres of the boundary. But when you had one behind the footy, at least then you had a little bit of a chance of getting some overlap and a loose man happening. But it's just not happening. Will, will they change it back or are they, they, they're pot committed to this? Well, I think they're committed to it. Mm -hmm. But in, now they're talking about bringing in more new rules to counteract the new rules they bought in last year. Seriously, just leave, leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's like lying to your wife, isn't it? Oh, I, don't lie to, I don't <laughs> lie to my wife. <laughs> well, I don't either, but some people might. And obviously if you do lie, you've got to remember that lie yeah. uh, because then it might be 15 years ago because my wife has got the memory of an elephant, so she Ooh. comes up with things that I've said eight years ago. I'm like, 
I can't really remember saying that. And right. Obviously, you've got to remember yeah. your lie to yeah. then remember well, the lie on the next occasion. The key to a good lie saying. is to lie to yourself so much that it, you actually believe that it's real. And well, then a lot you, of then, people then do. Then you're not even acting. Yeah. Now, that's, just, that's a delusional out. person, Hunter. So you've never lied? <laughs> I've told a little porky Duck every out. now and then. Hey, uh, Richmond bounce back. Oh, a shock win, I would have said. I don't think many teams uh, with, with, with those outs, the big four out against Port Adelaide, against the odds. Did you, were you surprised? I was surprised. I thought I was disappointed in Port. I thought with the four players out, plus yeah. Jaden Short, plus Basher Hooley, their two best users, I didn't think they'd have any hope. But Port Adelaide obviously took it as easy as what everybody thought the game was going to be and, and didn't turn up. Yeah, I, I mean, I was I was surprised because I didn't think they could go over there and win, but it's just amazing a few coaching moves and you bring in some fresh talent and it was a great win. But Shane Edwards going to half-back was a really good move, give you some creativity. And mm-hmm. because of the numbers we're just talking about back, you need a smart player back there. I think that was a good coaching move. And they found a couple of players in the last two weeks. Sydney Stack is yeah. a genuine – he looks like Jet, a genuine yeah. uh, good – and Jack Ross looked like he played 50 games. So I guess the positive, the silver lining to all the stars being out is you rush these kids in, they actually can play. Mm. So, yeah, what a great win. It that was a really good win. What have been a fun flight back. Yeah. Is, it, is it fun as footballers? Is it, is it more enjoyable when you win for, against the odds compared to than if you favourite? Particularly in a state, I think, yeah. In a state, wins are good. Um, I think the, the best against the odds win we had was in 2000. You know, the Bombers, they only lost one game for that year. Yep. They were 20 against and the zero. Doggies. Yep. Chris Grant. Chris Grant zero. That, yeah. um, but that whole week, we, we had a theme that uh, we wanted to uh, wanted a massive flood. So the flood had never really been incorporated before. So, yeah. again, it was a coach coming up with something different. So Plough said, okay. And we trained it all week. We'd never done the flood before. Whenever the Bombers get the ball, because we realised we couldn't beat them on our merits. We were, yep. There's no way. They had so much talent in that footy club. So we said, okay, every time we sit and win the ball back, we don't care where you are on the field. We want you to run into the defensive 50. So, so the whole – he instructed oh, the whole 18. Yeah, it was strange. It was strange. So it was a full ground press. We'd all run back. Nobody had ever done it before. And then – so we were learning on the on, on, on the job as well. Yeah. But the Bombers just couldn't get through. They couldn't get through. And then we had a trouble getting it out a little bit as well. But uh, it wore, wore them down, wore them down. Then we'd sort of turn the, turn the game into a bit of a scrap. Yeah. And then it took Chris Grant at the end – to kick the winning was it goal a left foot snap. from the pocket? Left foot snap yeah. from the yeah. pocket. Yeah, yeah, it was a brilliant one. Yeah, I remember a game we had in 97, which really sticks in my mind. And again, it was a theme early in the week. And the theme was we couldn't play finals in 97. Jeff Geishan was caretaker coach. Unleash. Unleash the Geish. Robert Walls had been sacked with about four rounds yep. to go. And our theme going into the final game of 97, playing Carlton at Princess Park, the arch enemy, Ooh. let's knock Carlton out of the finals. If we beat them, they couldn't make finals. So that was the theme all week, blah, blah, blah. And we did it. We won uh, with the last goal of the day. Ben Harrison kicked the goal, yeah, yes. uh, our good mate Nathan. And he had come from Carlton the year before, so he kicked a goal to, to knock his old team out of the finals. Last game oh. of the year, good mad Monday the next oh. day. Good Monday. <laughs> well, but, the uh, was a crowd at Princess Park like for that game. Oh well, they were they were shattered. It was a full house. It was a good ground to play at at Princess Park. So yeah, to beat them there and knock them out of finals, that was a good against the odds win. Ben Brown in the news this week, probably not for the right reasons. He had a good game. He had a good game. But I got a theory on Ben Brown, and I was live at the game, so I did the game for Triple M. But he staged for at least three mm. different free kicks and. Uh, let's be honest, he staged and uh, we spoke to... Well, he put sugar on them. He put sugar on them, the one in the ruck. And yeah. obviously uh, 
Daniel Talia touched him a couple of times and he made it really seem obvious to the umpire. So I believe he staged, but the benefit he got out of it, now you never want to have anybody staging, but he was down on form. He was pretty ordinary the week before. Got him into form. I thought because he got the ball, he got a couple of free kicks, he was within range to kick the goals. You know what it's like when you kick a goal and you've been out of form, and then you get another one just after that, all of a sudden you start to feel good. So he's he's faked these, um, or he staged for free kicks, he's got the free kicks, he's kicked goals, and then on the back of that, I noticed his leading patterns. He started to grow in confidence. Yeah. So then he let out not long after that um, down at the Lloyd end and he let up at the footy and took a nice mark and then he got on the end of another one in the last quarter. So from staging for free kicks, I thought his game developed and he Jeez. got confidence out so of that. So he staged which, himself yeah. into form. He staged himself into form, <laughs> Big Ben Brown. <laughs> so if you're just listening and you're not getting a kick, you're a little eight-year-old, just start staging. You, you sound like Gordon Bombay in the first Mighty Ducks. This is what he was saying. He was getting the kids to, to stage. But seriously, kid, why didn't he get fined like, for that ruck stage? He should have, yeah. Well, it's, does that Alex exist? Alex got fine fined for it last year. I oh, did too. So why didn't he? Yeah. He should have got a fine, yeah. Exactly. Joey Danaher... We'll be back this week. Absolutely. Be back the the uh, what Either. about, would you, this is probably something you guys never had to deal with, the, the Scoobies. Would you bring him back through the, no. the Magoos? No. Straight if, in? If he's, if he's fit and ready to play, play him in the ones. If they don't think he's quite fit, give him another week on the track. Get some more running into him on the track because you don't play a guy of his ability in the two. So that's my opinion. Ten years ago it might have happened, but I've got a theory on this. Um, you get a brand new car. It's got a lot of theories today. You get an unbelievable car, a really cool car. You don't drive it in the back streets. You don't worry about the back streets. Well, you drive it down Chapel Street. There's nobody can see. You drive it straight down Chapel (laughs) and you put your arm out the window, your fat arm it. You might even have the other window open. You've got a good enough car that you've got the roof open as well. So you're fat arming it down Chapel. Here I I am, Big Joe Dunham. Well, I don't think you – Did you you ever You cannot claim that – Yes. How many twos games did you play? Uh, Probably in my career maybe about 25. Right. Can I just say, you can't claim that as your theory – Saying you don't drive a Ferrari through the mud is one of the oldest idioms of all time. Yeah, I, I didn't you say cannot, like that. No. You just said, I've got a theory. It's Every, exactly it, what you described. Just, that exact. just while we're on the twos, Richmond stitched me up actually, and Ooh. I just remembered 1993 and 1994, right? I got dropped late in both seasons, round 18 and 19 in both seasons, right? I was playing You're okay. You playing okay? We couldn't make the finals. I was yep. a young player, 18, 19. You, play, you play any, any other week. No, it wasn't my attitude. I was in good form, right? <laughs> so they dropped me. You not cook the coach or anything? It was only a few years <laughs> Who later. Who was the coach? It was uh, John Northey. It was, it was only a few years later when I was looking back through my first contract that I realised what they'd done. Okay. Ooh. I had bonuses in my contract in 93 and 94. Five, 10, 15 and 20 games. So I got an extra five large, right? I got dropped for one game both in those two years, played 14 games in 1993, played 19 games in 1994. <laughs> so you're owed 10. So they dropped me to save themselves a bonus, I'll tell you. Or, yeah. you know, I, I can see a similar thing happened to me at the uh, the bakery at Camwell Safeway. If I did over 32 hours, I got I got double time. They never gave me more than 32 hours, Brownie. Well, you do have a you do have an office job down at Richmond. That's true. What you do have an office job down at Richmond. Oh, they've made up for it. Don't worry. They're paying you back now. They've for doing made, not yeah, lot. They've made up for it. I'll give you that. Do you do much when you go into the office? What's I do your, a what's podcast. Your, what do you, what do, you I do, do? A fair bit out here. I do a bed. podcast. Oh, oh God. hang on. This, this is the man who works out here in the office. I just said, can you go and print something out for me? He said, I don't know how to print something. <laughs> He's been here for you. <laughs> Well, this is the uh, the part of the podcast where we just answer the big questions. We said no to tomato sauce on lasagna brownie. We yep. said no to a 44-year-old wearing a flat peak cap 
What did we, we say no to the tomato sauce? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Did, and on yeah. Twitter, I right put on. up on Twitter, yeah, right there was on. a resounding no. Okay. In fact, you, there was a bit of hate mail coming your way after there that. Tochi's mum still hates you. Yeah, she won't mm. have me have back. You, have you had a lasagna yet or a ravioli? Not yet. Fettuccine. Dave Tochi's coming over what tomorrow is, night. What is your favourite pasta? What pasta would well, you go with? roll with. Sorry. Gnocchi. Bolognese. Gnocchi. No. Okay. Anyway, what are we answering today, Brandy? So I had a situation the other day. Is it okay to tell somebody else's kids off? No. Is it okay to tell somebody? Yeah, if you don't know them. If you don't know them, no. uh, Even if you do know them, I think, I don't think you should be able to tell other kids off. We've really branched out here, haven't we? This is like one of those shows you don't have kids, but me and Matthew both have kids. I would say only if you are on good terms with their parents and you know them can you tell them off. Would you tell Harrow's kids off? Oh, a little. not, Not in a... Not in a nasty way, but I'd just, if they're doing something wrong, I'd say, hey, boys, not good enough. Was it the Would pool? you tell Brandy's kids off? Probably only Jude, not his daughter, so I feel <laughs> a bit weird with that. Well, I was at the local uh, pool and it's got a, a fitness centre attached to it and they had to do their swimming classes. And you know those little machines that uh, you put a dollar in and uh, Skittles will come out or a gumball or something like that. I grew up on those machines, Brandon. So there's there's a guy and a girl sitting behind the desk <laughs> and I'm waiting for the two girls to come out and my four-year-old and two-year-old are loving it. They're sitting there yeah. going, just turning it, turning it. I haven't given them any money in the oh, hope wow. in the hope that one a of these things will come, come out. out. A free, little, which what I'd do when I was young. That's a little entrepreneur. And so I'm sitting there watching them, having a bit of a giggle, and all of a sudden from behind the desk I hear this, hey, get away from that, stop it. <laughs> oh. And I look behind me and there was this bloke sitting down behind the desk. So were they so her employee? Talking to my kids, he was an employee of the venue. Were they his machines? Did he own the machines? I don't think he owned the right. machines. He had the, 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 the I think, can't remember what brand the gym is, but he had the the right. polo on his a logo on so his polo. I would say just from that, that is not acceptable by him. Yep, he, absolutely unacceptable. So I looked back and I said, "All right, mate, they're, they're my kids. I just they're two and four. They're just having yeah. a bit of fun, you know, mate." They're, yeah. they're, and he goes, "They're making too much noise." And he goes, "How about you control your kids?" <laughs> oh, you How can't about be saying you that. Your kids? No, by this stage, cannot be saying that. My other two daughters have come out, and I said to him, "How about you shut your mouth?" Oh, that's, oh, Brownie! You got to calm down. I'd, yeah, I'd seen red. I'd seen red. <laughs> right. uh, and and then as he stood up, I didn't realise how big this bastard oh. was. <laughs> so obviously, being a gym freak, it's a juiced up PT. He, 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 I didn't see the tattoos because he had a polo under there, and when he stood up, oh, he had dear. the tattoos. That doesn't make him here. tough, though. The tattoos, yeah, it does. He looked. He, he looked slightly tough. tougher than me. tougher with any tattoos. And so he stood up, and um, he goes, "What did you say?" And uh, I had to double down at this stage. <laughs> I had to double down. <laughs> I said, I said, you effing heard me, all right? In front and of your kids. You, you yeah. swore in front of the kids, so you've no, got real hard. No, I didn't. I said, it, maybe I did. Maybe I did. Jeez. But at this stage. You haven't come out of this um, at all, Brandy. I, I grabbed all my kids together. And what yeah. was embarrassing, though, because so I tried to drag one away, right, he, he's actually got some out. So it's, it's some oh, free ones are starting to come on out. Him. So I turned back and said, yeah, yeah. how about that one? And then so I tried to pick up Florence and she loses her shit when she doesn't yeah. want to go anywhere. That yeah. you, oh, and I picked her up and she screamed the house down. Just at an inopportune oh. moment for her to be screaming. And uh, he's looking at me going, he got control of your kids up here. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, come on, girls, let's so go. I'm trying to get out of there quickly. The other guy's winning the battle yeah, at this stage. At this stage is, I reckon definitely. I'm trying to get them out of there quickly. And then I said, Jude, come on. And so Jude has actually tripped over, like oh, obviously dear. one of the little legs that come out of that thing, and he's hit the deck and he's screaming. So then I had to go back and pick him up and I had to walk past with two kids, this bloke looking at me as I walked out, and I felt like a dickhead. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
Well, what, what would have happened though, Granny, if he if he'd stopped? I don't know if, how you'd go too well. Uh, I've been you know. boxing with Brayshaw. I'd be fine. Oh. Have you been, a, have you been, stick, an, actual, have you been an actual punch on before? Uh, You're many, a lover though, aren't you? I'm a lover. As, as everyone should be. Yeah. Didn't well. get in a lot of fights in my time. The last fight I had was oh. in 1998 at the Cactus Club. How'd you go? I had, a, I had a mate who played at the Bulldogs called Adam Contessa. It was a, like a little box head sort of like he had a lot of neck meat, so he was a lot yeah. tougher than me. He used to love the fight. Remember Adam Contessa? Yes, he used I do. to love the scrap. He got into a fight this night, and then I had to step in and throw a few cut lunches. But, uh, <laughs> I, I remember landing a couple uh, before the bouncer got me in a headlock and dragged me out the back. So that was the no. last fist fight well, that, I can good, ever remember being. Because you, you shouldn't fight because that, it, it's not correct. you. It's not you at no. all. The last it time is. I nearly got into a scrap was with one of my best mates. In oh. Tasmania, after Richmond won the grand final, it was the Saturday night after I'd gone down to Tassie to catch up with some mates. It had been a big week. Yeah. I was a little bit tired and emotional. See James Bogues under yeah, the Yeah, we'd been at the uh, Alexander Hotel in Devonport all day, and the Ooh. boys thought it's been a big week for Matthew. He, he hasn't had much sleep this week. <laughs> There's Time a point to- when Matthew's <laughs> had too much to drink that I reckon his eyes replace <laughs> his mouth and his mouth goes up here. <laughs> That's head, what happened. And his head looks upside down and his lips. Actually, like, well Jeez, down. you're on fire today, Nathan. I love it when he gets to that point. So, yes, I was in that state, yeah. Nathan. And the boys said, time to take Matthew upstairs. I had a room upstairs at the Alexander Hotel. So they've taken me round to the stairs and I wouldn't go up the stairs. And I'm uh, starting to want to have a fight with my friend David who runs the hotel. He's oh. saying, Matthew, we just want to put you to bed. And I was convinced that I wasn't staying at that hotel. This is the pub next door. So you oh, got the Alexander... No and the Formby Hotel, and I was trying to tell him that, no, I was staying next door at the Formby Hotel, and he said, mate, I run this pub. I've booked you into the room up here at the Alexander. <laughs> so they've had to sit me down for 20 minutes until I could understand the concept that I was staying at the hotel upstairs, not the one next door, which I was trying to go to. Jeez. That was so the, the last James time. So you nearly threw one? I nearly threw one at David, who was oh, only trying to How would to he go? How would, how would that fight fare? Because uh, you're a big guy. Oh, I'd probably... Get Did him you do most boxing? No, back I've in never had a fight in my life. But really? I would if I took it to a wrestle, I'd get him. Mm. I, I'm a lover, not a fighter, yeah. as, a, as, a, as, a, as everyone should be. He's got a big be. shirt on, obviously. But I, how's nice this? Shirt. The only time I've ever been in a pub brawl, well, not a, I can't even call it a pub brawl, I was walking in a pub. It was at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I was walking in. As I was walking in, security were taking this guy out. He'd obviously been involved in some yeah. type of scuffle early in the afternoon, taking him out. As he's walked past me, he's broken free from the security guards. I'm the first bloke he's seen. He's just bopped me. I've, I've been in the pub five seconds and he's just whacked me. <laughs> That's right not face. acceptable. So I got a free free jug of, jug of beer out of it. Well done. Is all right? Yeah, but no, we are all lovers, not fighters. That is a nice shirt. Well, it is time for the coveted Trumpet Award. Just recapping before we get to today's votes. Best on, we've got Lockie Neal on ten votes, gentlemen. Ten votes. We've geez. got Steve Canilio on six votes. Jeremy Cameron on six votes. Then we've got a heap of guys on one vote, which I have not tallied on, but the worst on. These are the big juicy ones. The Essendon Football Club still leading on six votes. It bounced Michael back, Christian on also on six votes. Could he poll again? Cole Langford on five votes. And the AFL on two votes. Gentlemen. All right. Who's first? I'll go first go this Nate. week. Uh, I gave one vote. Is this so best on or worst? Best on, right. best, best on best. for this week. I gave one vote to Lockie Whitfield. I don't think he was the best How good on, is Lockie Whitfield? best on ground player down there by any stretch. But his work rate—I've never seen anybody run as hard as him. They down. say Tom Scully is the hardest runner in the AFL. I watched him at, at uh, Skilled Stadium, 
and he runs from end GMHBA. To end. GMHBA. It hasn't been skilled stadium for a while, has it? <laughs> just call it Cadinia. I just call it Cadinia. Yeah, but uh, his work rate, outstanding. So yeah. Lockie Whitfield, um, it's sort of a, a big tick for his form across the whole yep. season. Uh, two votes to Tom Lynch, kicked six goals. Um, and he led the way. He got a couple over the top, but you still have to be able to kick you know them when what? you get them. He is a good – I didn't realise how good a shot at goal he is. Yeah. Beautiful. Lynch. Lovely, yeah. lovely straight-up and down yeah. action as and well. And he's done the job without Rewalt there too as well. So six goals and uh, uh, Tip and Woody for seven goals. Oh, yeah. I couldn't pick anybody else. It was a, a brilliant display. For a bloke that was going to be dropped two weeks ago to kick 11 in two weeks, he's uh, pretty good. Yeah, he was outstanding. Waller, I gave – one vote to Marcus Bontempelli, a bit like Lockie Whitfield, not more for his accumulation yeah. over the first month. He's been outstanding. Just on Whitfield, they're the players you need at half-back now to get out of yep. traffic. He can run and he's a beautiful kick. Yeah, one to Bontempelli. I gave two to Waller for all the reasons Nathan said. Seven goals is a small forward. Uh, outstanding. He's a good hit-up forward though too, isn't he? Yeah. A bit like Milne, Stephen Milne. Um, I gave three to, to Damien Hardwick. Under Ooh. the pump. Under the pump, played some kids and moved Shane Edwards, a few positional changes, put Shane Edwards to half back and Good player, um, made all the difference. So three to Hardwick. All right, so the best on top three does not change. Damien Hardwick, the first coach to enter the ranks. The juicy ones, worst on. Rowney. Yeah, well, I looked at Adelaide and I was going to give it to Adelaide, but then I looked at their forward structure and I gave one to their captain, Tex Walker. I think he'll bounce back, but he was pretty ordinary on the weekend. He, he looked I, sore. He I'll looked really what, sore. Their ball movement's not helping him, though. No. I gave two votes to Josh Jenkins. Um, they didn't have a lot of ball inside 50, but whenever he got it, he sort of made a mess of it. Um, and I've gone outside the AFL this week, oh. but it used to be part of the AFL, but I gave three votes to Izzy Falau. I thought uh, oh. he's had an absolute nightmare, Big Izzy, yeah. and refusing to back down as well. Yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what he's doing there, is he? I don't know if we can go outside the AFL, though. For well, he used to be an AFL player. Yeah, yeah uh, well, it's a very <laughs> slight link there. Well, I gave one <laughs> to David King shirt. from Fox Footy. Who? David King from Fox Footy. Oh, that uh, seriously, I heard him on he radio. His car. No, I heard. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, not Is he a no. colleague of yours at 3W? No, not that. Not, not for that one. It's made me laugh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, not for that. He used to be our assistant coach. Uh, Kingy suggested on radio yesterday that we should bring in a rule now where if you kick backwards, it's play on. Oh, Leave yeah. the game alone. Yep. Mm. I Come am on, sick of this. I'm sick of rules changing. It's not going to happen. One to David King for that. I gave two to Mitch McGovern. When it is a tight game and you're instructed to go down oh. and play the goalkeeper on the line with 30 seconds to go and you've already got a heap of numbers at the contest and you wander up and yeah, look at the no ball in the contest land. and then it just floats over your head mm. through for a goal. Just oh. like get the nous of his brother, did he? Just no. just stay on the line. Yeah. You were put back there for a reason and it cost him the game. Um, he'd actually green. played all right. He kicked three goals early. but Bloody green shoots, eh? Hey? The green shoots. <laughs> he would have felt sick when that went over his head, wouldn't he? Just watching it go well, over. It's like cricket when you don't stay on the boundary line. It would have been in slow motion, wouldn't it? It would. Mm. And he knew it was happening and you can't <laughs> get back. And I gave three to Don Pike because for the reasons you talked about, yeah. he didn't help his forward. Like they didn't make any positional changes and, yeah, that was a big loss for the Crows. So, unfortunately, Don Pike got the three. Shame you know we can get Christo in there for this week after Paddy Dangerfield getting off. Are you happy with that? 
I know this is it was sort a of bit of a surprise after Dustin Martin the week before, wasn't it? Mm. No, we are happy with them. That's why we did them. Well, the worst on remains the same. The Essen Football Club on six. Christo, remarkably still on six. He should be on at 15. And Cole Christo or Chriso? Chriso. What do you Christo. call him? <laughs> what do you call him? Chriso. Christo. I've never heard anyone call really? him. Really? Oh, Christo. Christo. <laughs> <laughs> We spoke about the Festival of Footy. Ten days. There's only one day without a game of footy. We're going to start with Brisbane Collingwood this week. Brownie, how do you see this one playing out? Well, you're getting some pretty good odds for Brisbane just because they lost last week and they couldn't handle the MCG. I think the time before that they got belted by Richmond at the MCG. Back at the Gabba, they're going to be extremely hard to beat. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a fast-paced game. Uh, it's a 50-50 one. Look, I'm going to take – I like Brisbane at the line, plus nine and a half, I think, as we're yep. doing this podcast at the moment. But it's a 50-50 game for me. I think the 235 we've got off of Brisbane at the moment is pretty big for what they've been able to produce up there. Yeah, it is a 50-50 game. Dane Beams, of course, going back to Brisbane. They're going to want to uh, play well against Beamsy. Look, I think at home I'm going to tip Brisbane. Uh, they're just in great form at the Gabba, and that form stretched back into last year. Even they weren't winning games, they were always in a game at the uh, Gabba. So I'm going to tip them in a really close one. Uh, I think Brisbane get the job done. They'll be disappointed with their effort last week, and yeah, I think I think just in a close one. Still side bottoms had to say this, thirty disposals for the last five times they've played at the Gabba. He's uh, he's pretty big odds too. He's over three bucks to get thirty disposals. Has Beams going to Collingwood? Hurt side bottom a little bit. He hasn't been as prolific in the early mm. early weeks. Just out on a wing now, not in the centre as mm. much. The odds there as we record. Brisbane $2.35, Collingwood $1.55. The second game we're going to look at today, North Melbourne $2.35. They host the Bombers $1.55. Still wasn't impressed with the Kangaroos last week. They were still 20 points down against an Adelaide side that is going pretty ordinary. Sean Higgins is probably the only player who can use the ball well in the midfield. I think Essendon should be able to win this game and they should be able to cover the nine and a half line we've got at the moment for $1.90. Yeah, I think Essendon win. Gee, Hooker's important, isn't he? As soon as Hooker came back into that team, Michael Hurley just looks a better player. It frees him up. He's a great possession winner. And for Uh, me, they can't get to Ben Brown if those two play in the defensive 50. I reckon Hooker goes to Brown and then Hurley can mop up and and Mm. do what he does. Uh, I think Essendon will be far too strong. Look, when they get moving Essendon, they can score as freely as anyone. Hawthorne versus Geelong. Paddy Dangerfield somehow free to play the big Easter Monday game. Where do you see this one going? The odds, Hawthorne outside is $2.89. In fact, we've hardly taken a cent on the Hawks. Geelong, $1.38. Well, it's just the injuries for the Hawks. Mm. If they didn't have the injuries, I reckon this uh, the odds would be a lot closer. At $1.38, the line is 15.5. The over and under is 162. Now, I think that this might be over 162. I think the, the, the total points have been getting lower and lower. And for Easter Monday, it's always high scoring between these two sides. So I, I think the over 162. I think Geelong will win just because Hawthorne have got a lot of injuries. Yeah, I think Geelong by a bit, actually. I think their midfield's going to be far mm. too strong. Hawks' midfield is decimated at the moment. I'm not sure if is going to come back in. Even if he does... I'm not sure that they can get over that uh, midfield. And Selwood had an ordinary game last week. So did Danger. Um, they're not going to have two in a row. So I think Geelong's midfield will be far too strong and they should win quite easily, I think. Now, Brownie, it would be remiss of us not to mention 12-up promo. Now, of course, if your side leads by 12 points at any break, you get paid out then and there. Bang. Now, just out of the 36 just games so far, that has gone off 29 games. So $17 million has been paid out early. No, that's good. Including over $4 million. You getting paid, Brownie? Well, well, Brownie sucks up most of it. I'm, I've been working for free for three years, Richo. But uh, four, <laughs> over $4 million has been paid out to sides have gone to lose. So 
I think that might be Sorry a, good, a, bit. We sports a bit. good little one to capitalise on Monday as the Cats jump out of the blocks early. Now, Brownie, one of the uh, the fortunate positions we're in is that we get to ask Richo, we want to lift the veil on what life for Matthew Richardson is like. A lot of our pundits might be sitting there going, well, we know Rich, we saw Richo play footy, we see him on the TV. They, but think, he, they think I'm a flog, basically. What really makes Richo tick? So we, we're going to have a, new, a little a little <laughs> segment we're calling Pick the Mind of Richo. We're just going to have a few questions. You're going to do this every week, are you? We think so. All yeah, right. it depends how this first one goes. We all have right. learned in this podcast that not all segments go to plan. So we will see how this one goes. You did go call a Muppet last week. I did. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to go first? I do. Is it okay? Okay, let's start. Is well, it okay? These little burning, mini burning questions. Mini burning questions to get inside your mind. Is it okay to eat meat on Good Friday? Yes, it is. Are the rumours about Robbie Nahas true? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, they are true. (laughs) What's big? Hey, um, Matthew, have you ever taken any pills to thicken your hair? Uh, Yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) You idiot. (laughs) See, I can't lie, so just be very careful here. Yeah. have you ever said this sentence, do yeah. you know who I am? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> do you have African bloodlines? Yes, I do. Uh, who has been the best ever pantsman? Oh, I can't a, fo- a footballer. Why are you always going in the d- Why do you always go that way? <laughs> I thought that's the way we were going. Well, All right, you can ignore that one. You go. I, no, I'm not answering that one. All right. What are you afraid of? <laughs> uh, snakes. Have you ever used your fame to get free stuff? Yes, I have. <laughs> I've done my four. You've got one left. No, not that You've I think got we one can, more. Well, I don't think we can use these. Well, no, I don't want those silly all right. ones, all right? All right. Well, that's, I'm done. I'm all right. Hey, I thought that was like pretty that? good. That was well, all right. Good. I reckon next week we could extrapolate that out and maybe have eight questions. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well, now quick. that I know that we're not going down the, the gutter route. Well, we now I know what it is. I don't questions. mind. <laughs> I don't want to expose people, though, like you just asked me to. All right? On Sunday, Brownie, I turn on Triple M expecting to hear Howie and, and Wayne Schwartz. I hear your buddy voice. It's yep. Sunday. What You started to work Sunday. Well, Schwartz is away at the moment, so I called with Howie. And, uh, was the, the duck f- working? The duck was working, yeah, the duck. and uh, Just before you go on, I just duck had the tightest T-shirt on Sunday that really? I've ever seen. You know what Because you were talking about before about, what yeah. he's, about how tight I genuinely he believe he goes in and he still buys the Youth 16 <laughs> top. <laughs> how tight are we talking? Like, was it just like he's nearly strangling himself <laughs> in yeah. his T-shirt. His ego is out of, out of control. His, the story, I don't know which one of you told it, about the cologne is one of the greatest stories, and I retell that to anyone oh, that will listen. Oh, it's a great story. Yeah. It is magnificent. So working with Rocket and Duck, and Rocket had one of the nastiest tongues as a coach in the business, and when working with him, he's, he's he grunts a bit when players don't do the right thing, and you can see he's getting nasty. He's actually picked up on Duck a couple of times, right. the things he said, so you can see that just that little bit of nastiness creep in. Mm. And uh, I asked Rocket, I asked him about, you know, is it okay to give sprays anymore? Because uh, he was the best at it. And there was one spray that he gave um, one of the Sydney players. Remember Stephen Carey? Yes. In yep. the grand final. Big Ruckman. It, it was half time at yeah. the grand final. And he said to Stephen Carey, I bet I bet you were you know, feeling pretty good today. It's grand final day. He goes, you probably got up, you had your breakfast, feeling good about yourself. How good am I playing in a grand final today? He goes, you drove to the ground, you got ready. And he then he just unleashed. He goes, at what stage did you decide to take your head off your shoulders and replace it with a fucking pumpkin <laughs> <laughs> at halftime of grand final? So I said, can you can can we spray like that anymore? Because it's a new yeah, age. I don't like think you can. Beverage and uh, all these new cases. Bucks has gone new age. And yep. uh, he, I asked him about spraying players, and he said there were certain players I was able to spray. He goes, Brian Lake, who 
is not on this program anymore. So he would respond to a spray. Yeah. And Brian Will Lane. Minson. So yeah. he knew he could spray those two blokes and they would respond to it. So yes. that uh, – and I just wanted to ask. Yeah. yeah. Well, what you can do now, just to add to that, is I don't think you can spray the individual as much and embarrass them in front of their teammates. Yeah. Oh, but that's you the can, best bit. No, nah, but you can give a collective spray <laughs> yeah. to the whole team. I reckon you can still do that. Plough went individual at times yeah. and went me individually at times. But I felt – that I responded better when I got a spray. I wanted to play better. But the best spray I ever saw him give was to a guy called Brad Wirra. Uh, yeah, Brad Wirra. So we came in and it was after the game and everybody's names are up there. So you're in two columns and unfortunately Brad was, it was, in, the, it was in the poor column. So he's going through each of the players and he looked at him and he just uh, shook his head and at the top of his voice started banging the, the whiteboard back here like this, calling him as he pointed him like this, going weak insipid and he got louder and louder and then he dropped the F-bomb in it. I reckon he repeated it eight to ten times. On one guy. All the magnets have fallen off. (laughs) Imagine doing that now. You couldn't do that now. You could not do it now. No, no way. The player wouldn't. But we walked out and we giggled about it. I know, and back then you had to cop it. But Mm. now, player, you lose them and that's the thing. Now They still do uh, the 360, the leading teams? I think so. Yeah, they still do that. I remember one spray back in Danny Frawley's day at Richmond. We lost to St Kilda. And that was, of course, the worst thing that you could ever do with Danny Frawley as coach, former St Kilda captain. He hated losing to his old team. And some of his old mates were still playing, like Robert Harvey and uh, Nathan Burke and Bucket Stewie Lowe were still playing. So, of course, they were ringing Spud after the game, getting into him. And <laughs> he didn't take it well. And after, uh, so after the game, he told us to meet at 5am the next morning at Elwood Beach, right? Oh. We were going to go and we were going to get in the water, in the freezing cold water in the middle of July and we were, he was, we were being punished for our loss. Yep. So we all rock up there at 5am, standing around, shivering cold, waiting for Spud to address us before we go into the water. And Greg Stafford rocked up in a full frogman suit, right? Full wetsuit, flippers. God, that's ingenious. Flippers, right? The hat. He thought it would be funny. He wanted to have the boys to have a laugh. The gloves, the full like <laughs> snorkeling sort of helmet thing on, wetsuit helmet. And he's standing there. We're all standing in a group and we're looking at staff and Spud rocks up and we realise that Spud was not oh, going to see no. the funny side of anything. <laughs> so as he starts spraying us, the biggest spray you've ever heard, you just see staff behind everyone just sinking down <laughs> and trying to get the wetsuit off before Spud saw him. Oh, it was pretty funny. Some administration errors meant that we didn't get the greatest segment this podcast has ever seen last week, but it is back. And again, thank you to our great friends at Glenn's Mowing and Gardening. He's going to be popping around at Joe's house during the week. Now, if you are a sponsor, we just want you to slide slide into either my Instagram, Richie underscore Harm, or Nathan Brown's or Richo's or the Sportsbet Instagram. Now, you literally have to give nothing. We don't even know if Richo's going to go and get his, his gardening done. I, th- I think no, he, I will. he no, does. Love a, get he loves a free, yeah. a free cut. So slide into our DMs, but. Let's get to it now, the movie line. Yeah. Where are we going this week? Well, we didn't have one last week because you couldn't come up with it. Administration error. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was my week. So I thought around Jeremy McGovern being the best probably defender in the competition with Alex oh, Rance out. No, he's definitely the best. Definitely yep. the best. Yeah. Um, and so I thought about Shooter McGovern, Shooter McGovern, and oh. then I thought about obviously um, uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. And there's yep. a scene at the bar where he baits him and he says, um, just stay out of my way oh, or you will pay, and then Adam Sandler. So I had a little bit of creative license, yep. so Shooter McGavin well, gets... Well, we're going to listen to that, I think, now? Yes. Right. Just stay out of my way or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. 
How about I just go eat some hay? I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say? Oh, Chris. <laughs> All right, Chris. So he's, how are you going to talk? He's that? my version of that, and I've got Matthew to help out. So he's got a couple of lines here. So who am I? Uh, you are Adam Sandler. I'm Adam Sandler. He, he gets a bit of a back backseat role right here. Right and um, okay, this is our first duel as well. Duel script. Yeah. So hey. That was quite a show you put on last week against the Tigers. I can see a career for you, travelling around like a sideshow, hustling defenders. I see what you're doing standing in front of me, filling in a hole. I don't like it. So why don't you shut your trap before I put my foot in it? Don't turn your back on me. Let's get one thing straight. This is Shooter's AFL. I've worked hard all my life and now it's Shooter's turn. I'm not about to let it be spoiled by some freak sideshow US behemoth. Did you just call me a freak? Just stay out of my way or you will pay. Listen to what I say. I can do it in the night and day. Just ask Stephen May, Sam Day or even Farron Ray. What about Johnny Hay and Daniel McStay? I've even done it to Tom Duday and Harry McKay along with Matty Day. Don't get me started on Tom Liberatore. What do you say? The grand final is going to be Shooter's Day. Oh, yes. My God. See, this is what you're employed here for, to be oh, a writer. This God. man's a genius. I'll tell you what, you're wasted as just a, a brand ambassador. We need you in the creative team. That is magnificent. Like that is going to take some beating. Have we got, have yeah, we got Matthew will week? come up with one next week, right. so oh. we'll try and have a little well, bit of a theme around it. Give me, I might need a few weeks to come up with the something. Any given you? Sunday one we haven't done yet. There's plenty of good oh, sports well, You need films. to go better than that to top that. That is magnificent. I'm but thinking I'm going to get some Tarantino in here somewhere. Oh, yeah, some well, Reservoir Dogs yeah. maybe. Maybe get a Mighty Ducks one yeah. in there as Mr. well. Mr Pink, stage. I don't tip. I'm getting Ooh, some Tarantino. I'll tell you what, that will do us for today. Enjoy the Festival of Footy. As always, like, comment, subscribe. And, again, if you are a sponsor, you want a free shout-out, slide into our DMs, gamble responsibly.